This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hey, hello and welcome to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. I'm Paul Wheelock and I'll be hosting this show this evening as our usual host Ian Kroll is off sick and to make things worse, Rob, it's his birthday as well this week, isn't it? Conveniently. <laughs> I'm saying nothing, but uh, happy birthday, mate, and hope you're feeling better soon. Uh, but I am glad to say we've got two blues here who are fit and well and joining me, Rob Astle. Even a mate. And Connor Bennett. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, to talk all things Everton, uh, including tonight's breaking news about the stadium, which we will come to at the end because uh, it's just come through, hasn't it, lads, when, uh, before we just started recording. But uh, let's start with, with, with the football itself. Everton are back in action on Sunday against Tottenham. And they'll be going into the game on the back of four matches without a win after for losing 3-1 at Man City last weekend. First and foremost, Rob, what, what did you make of the actual performance and the results against City? It was one of them, wasn't it? We masters masters of our own downfall again. Um, I think every goal could have been uh, avoided. Um, yeah, it's just a typical case this year, isn't it? We've gone to a top six, it's yeah. top six side, and and uh, we've. I don't think we played that bad. As uh, don't get me wrong, I mean the first half was probably the poorer out of the two halves, but we had chances. The first 20 minutes we went too bad, I didn't think. Yeah, you know, we, were, com- score, yeah, we were compact and then we went to yeah, pieces yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. And then, you know, we had chances again and it, it's the first time I've known us to go to these grounds in quite a few years where if you've got a clinical goal scorer, they're going in at the end of the day and <laughs> yeah. that's, that's unfortunately what, what we're missing at the minute. And let, let's, you know, let's not mask it anyway. City are the best team in the league, you know, the way they play football. I wasn't expecting anything from the game whatsoever and I know we, I was disappointed to lose I'm disappointed to lose every week but I'm not going to take too much disappointment from it because like I said I thought we did alright it's just tweaking a few little things and didn't particularly think the three at the back worked as it should have um, and then with investment in, in that team you know with a goal scorer and a, a more attacking players you can you know Make it make a bit of a difference. We'll be sound there in a few years. Well, not even a few years. Let's say you know we'll have a couple few windows, maybe. Yeah. Connor, um, is that something you'd agree with? Like we're lacking a goal scorer yeah, at the well, moment. The two Richardson chances, any like an half decent striker probably would have put them away. That one at the far post where he tried to volley it over probably should have went with his head. He would have caught Edison off off balance. Um, the one was it like the one that comes through on, on the edge late on that, mm. that could have been better, but it was one of them. The game had sort of gone at that point. I agree with Rob. Create the box didn't work and. It should have been maybe a bit of a different system. I think missing Gay was a big thing as well, which is weird because of how bad he was in the game. Yeah, the game was a little bit nuts. You wonder yeah, if, you he don't was in, if he was injured carrying something. And you then know. Gomes and Sigerton just looked a bit lost. I think Gomes was the best of the two, but Sigerton in the middle just didn't sort of carry any weight for me. I think no one was sure of what. Yeah, it, it was the, a bit. Who, who, was filling, yeah. who was filling Gay's role? Really, uh, Gay's role really, because yeah. he's the one who who does the, the nitty gritty effect. Yeah, yeah, he's about everything. You know, and I don't be wrong. I'm, I'm, I don't think Andre Gomez or Sigurdsson kind of knew who was doing what. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, it just shows we either vitally missed them or we're crying out for that box to box midfielder, which some people are alluded to. Yeah. yeah. Anyone regular listeners to this podcast will know that Ian always puts uh, invites out to the uh, members of our Royal Blue Facebook page. And we've had quite a few questions. So I'll probably just include them as throughout the show rather than do like a QA. Uh, Q&A session at the end, given the news tonight about the stadium. Uh, and, and just a couple of things, but both you you lads have been saying, Then you, you've both picked someone about, is this a guy? And, and there's a lad called Nick Hogarth, Hogarth, I should say, on the Facebook page. And he's saying, if Guy's still out this weekend and over the Christmas schedule, do you think James McCarthy, if he's ready, could be the answer there? I, I do. I, I'm, I'm still having fun of McCarthy. I think he, he sort of fits that role perfectly. I don't know. He's not the same sort of like level of quality as Guy, apart from his first season, which we obviously saw, but that... I think more help with body having having body there, but yeah, it, it's got to be. I think you can't really persist with having Sigerton and Gomes. I think that it's not too attacking, but as Rob said, they just look lost. Like mm. until it could work in like three games where you say like, this is what the system's going to be, but at that point Gage's going to be back, so you're sort of wasting your time. So you've got to go McCarthy or Davis. I think McCarthy's probably at the minute, it, depending on how fit he is, will be the better option than Davis because he doesn't look pretty much like the player he was. I agree what Connor said, you know, I think, but I do think, I mean, I think I've read something today on James McCarthy saying he's, oh, yeah, the, he's training, isn't yeah, he? And he's, yeah. and he's with the first team, but he's not ready for, for minutes yet, which is, you know, fair enough given, given what happened to him. So if Gay's not fit, it's going to be a huge miss because, you know, we know their qualities, their midfield have gone and we need to kind of uh, nullify them as quick as we can. Um, but I, I think it could be, you might try Tom Davis in that role again, or or you know I don't know what the fitness of Morgan Schneiderlin is. Yeah. Does does he can he come yeah. in and, and, and do something? You know you, you know you, you you don't know what Marco Silva's thinking or what he's going to do. Um, but I do hope that Edison uh, is ready ready to go. Guys, fit or not, are you, what are you saying? Back to four at the back yeah. rather than yeah. three. Yeah, can't be three. I just I just think with the three at the back, I think with the three at the back, you need two fullbacks who are completely c- consistent and we've got that in Lucas Dean and we've spoke about Coleman in the yeah, past and, and 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 his form and, and, and how he's doing and stuff and you see it on Twitter and you see it all on the social media and people talk I don't think Coleman's very far away from a difficult conversation no no I agree especially January you know and, and, and I, I do think we could have a new right back next summer um, or at least to well compete with compete with Coleman, and I think if your fullbacks are doing the right job, again, it, 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 three at the back, they should be all right. But it 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 doesn't work. We haven't got that we haven't got that quality to play three at the back at the minute. And I'm not I'm not having a pop. To be honest with you, I'm not having a pop at Mina, Keen or Zuma because I think I'm big fans of them all. Should be told, but I just think the way it, we the quality we we've got in that team now doesn't suit that formation. And it, it's even if. It just is not fit on 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 Sunday. I'd try and revert to back to formation as best we can. Connor, so if if we are going to two two centre backs yeah. again, and I know this is a, a point Michael Sullivan on our Facebook page, mate, which ones would it be? I think it's got to be Mean and Keen. I think even for Mean's mistakes on against City, he's still he's he's still are better. I think out of him and Zuma, Zuma's pretty well decent, but. For me, Mina's as our player. We need to focus on improving Mina as well as as um, as long as we've got Zuma. He's a nice third option, I think, and maybe even fourth if say his form falls away like I did at Stoke. But Mina's as our player. We need to focus on him 
and see what we've got with him. He's not played not played too much since Bar- like Barcelona. It was obviously failed there in a decent World Cup, but I think we need to see what we've got in him. And Keane's been our most consistent performer at the back, apart from Dinier. So we just need to, I think, stick with them too. I don't. Zoom is decent, but I think you've just got to stick with them too. Could you ever envisage a time Zuma playing right back if it feels like Coleman we needs did. a bit? Of, you know, did that against City? Yeah, did you think? Could you see? Could you see it if you, if you know, if Marco Silva thinks, you know what, Coleman, take a game or two out the team, get your form back, have a think about how you're playing. Could you see him? Could you? Could you not, see? I don't think he's good enough going forward no. to play as a right back. And like, he's too defensive minded. Yeah. Doesn't need to to, to do to do to do a job. Like he's too big almost to yeah. be a fullback. I think he's. He... I think he could do a job in the middle, knowing like as a holding in front yeah, of him. Yeah. But not as a right back. No. no. I think you need someone a bit more legs. Not going back to the Walter Smith days, like centre <laughs> midfield and right back and left back. Here. But just further up the pitch, I know there's a lot of discussion about this lad in the in the in the lead up to the City game, and it's probably continued after that. I know it certainly has done online because Dominic Calvin Lewin got his goal, and to be fair to him, his goal return probably last season, his first proper season in the Premier League was decent. And again, it is this this year. It's well documented. We I think all, all Evertonians think that another forwards needed. Is he the answer in the in the short term? You know what? His record speaks for itself, doesn't it? I suppose. He comes on and he does a job. Yeah. He scores goals, but is he that final answer? He's obviously not, is he? No. You know, you need someone with a bit more presence and a bit more, you know, I, I, I hate referring to ex-players, but you need a Lukaku style of player, you know, a big lad, you know, a powerhouse who's going to cause defenders, you know, all sorts of trouble and, and you know, pacey. And I, I just think Havertlewin's lacking in certain areas he's a great impact player he gets himself into some great positions I thought that was a great header on Saturday yeah. um, the header against Palace as well uh, good, uh, a couple of months yeah. ago that was good as well just don't think he's the answer at the minute I think but what you've got to do is you've got to realise what you're kind of stuck with at the minute because we're getting the best out of the Charleston when he's on the left not when he's up top mm-hmm. being flanked by two big centre halves so if you can get the be- if it means bringing him in to get the best out of certain other players, then sounds let's 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 keep him up there. He's obviously a better option than than the ass. I mean, I don't even think we're allowed to even play him anymore. <laughs> squad, are we? Uh, Tosin, I'm a like a fan of Tosin, but I just think I think he lacks that pace, doesn't he? Yeah. Tosin, because yeah. he's a good. I think he's a good finisher. But it's, it's it's him getting in that position to score, which is which is kind of the problem to keep, given the the speed we play at going forward now. But you know, it, over the Christmas period, there's you know we've got how many games is it? Three games in a week, something like that. It's gonna be time. To, you know, you're gonna need young legs like Calvert Lewin to come in and and to do a job. And if it means getting the best out of the Charleston, who's our top scorer, who's probably been our best player this season, then you know what, so be it. And and you know what, it's not like Calvert Lewin's just there to just there to make up the numbers the lad scores yeah, yeah. at the end of the day you know he creates chances he had a great chance in the first half I did get flagged offside it was a yeah. great save from Edison yeah. at, at the same time wasn't it? It was early but, he, but yeah but he's caught but he's causing but he's caught he causes problems with his pace you know so I've got no issues in playing him one thing I would say about Carver Lewin is he plays better with Luckman like, yeah. I think mm. everyone yeah, yeah. knows that he's like Toshin and Walcott I think that mm. them two complement each other quite well so I think if you're going to play Carver Lewin you've got to play Luckman because he sort of thrives with him as Rob said he's an impact player so I think it's not a bad option to have with half an hour to go to throw them two on because they're both quick, they're both skillful, less Calvert Lewin, but they both cause problems for tired legs. I think he probably could, like as Rob said again, Christmas period he's going to get a chance. So if he takes it, then there's probably there's going to be no issues with him 
starting there. It's just if he takes his chance as he did against City. You think Luckman's similar to Calvert Lewin, which, which was the game he came in against was Newcastle, wasn't it? Newcastle, he started Newcastle, and then yeah. he's yeah. back on the bench. And I, th- I, th- I thought he did all right at Newcastle, yeah. and and he, it, I think as a, as any attacking player across a front three or even as wingers, you, you thrive on confidence, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And you're not going to get confident by starting a game and then being dropped for the next game. So with this period coming up now. You know, like I said, same same as Calvert Lewin. He's young. He's got the legs for it. Just say, to Marco Silva, say to him, listen, these next four games, they're on you. Yeah. He said, I'm sticking you. I'm starting you. Do what you can, and and go from there. For me, he's got to start. He's got to start. I mean, Walcott had another chance on Saturday, didn't he? He blew yeah, the second half. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I know what I, I, I said. I we got asked the question on the last pod of um, five Everton players who you don't see you've got a future at the club. And I said Walcott is one of them. And Ian was a bit shocked when I said it. But I think I think it's justified. I think there's a level he never reached at Arsenal. And we got can't we can't he looked great for us last year because of what we were kind of putting up with. But if we want to make that step above that step up, I don't think he's the answer. That's why I'd be giving Luckman all the game time in the world to try and prove himself. Don't be wrong, Walcock can come off the bench and, and, and make just as good an impact as, as, as Luckman does. He's fresh legs, he's got pace and he does create chances. He did it against Southampton in the Cup, yeah, he won yeah. and equalised. But, you know, it, it, I would be starting Luckman definitely um, on that wing. That you, Connor, Luckman, Richarlison, the two wide players against Tottenham on Sunday? Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have anything different with that. I'd probably have Bernard like, in the middle as well, a little rotate instead of Sigurdsson if he can't if yeah. if we've got another centre-mid back but yeah I agree with Rob you've got to let Luckman prove himself now and just say listen it's your cha- your time to shine take it because if, if he wants to put his foot down and like prove why he, he was decent at Leipzig he's got to show for us it's all well and good pointing back to last season how well he did on loan but what we've seen so far this season has been bits and bobs it's not been what you want to see from a player you turn down 25-30 million for I think I think as well what people what people do forget is he did actually struggle at Leipzig at first. Mm-hmm. He was you know I think uh, is it Ralph R- R- Ragnick? Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, had, yeah. A, had a pop yeah. at him at one point. Yeah, and and I think it was towards the end of the season when he was a lot when he, he was playing up, yeah. he was playing a lot better and and like you just said there, I mean he he got to, he got to prove it. It was just when he was there at Leipzig he was scoring when we were getting beat remember the yeah, Arsenal when he got the yeah. winner so it sort of elevates him that bit it, it further put, that, yeah it puts him on that pedestal to say well why have we got this lad out this lad out here when he's obviously got talent yeah and but it is up to him to prove it. and I think given a run of games he probably can prove it because it must be it must be a bit it must be a bit, bit disheartening I mean I know everyone goes oh, the millionaire don't feel sorry for them kind of thing but at the end of the day imagine going, going to do your job I mean, oh, that you know what? Not this week, mate. Mm-hmm. Come back next yeah. week, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And it, 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 it must, it must drain the confidence out of him in a way. It's such a young lad; he's only twenty, isn't he? Twenty-one. You know, it must drain things. Like, what have I got to do to even, you know, to remain in this team? Especially when he sees Walcott perform so poorly for the last few weeks as well, where he's thinking, "What have I got to do?" But I would, I'd definitely start him against Tottenham and against um, is it Burnley then Brighton? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give it, I'd give him them three games. You used the word confidence there. Are you worried by maybe the, that confidence belief that was definitely there going into the Derby, which was there for the vast majority of the Derby game itself? 
he worried it's, it's not the stuffing out of Everton a bit in the same way that it seems to have elevated Liverpool, doesn't it? You know, because it was such a devastating yeah. the, the nature of the lose, goal, yeah. wasn't it? You know, you, Evertonians unfortunately are well used to losing at Anfield. Just seems to be like can find new, ways, new ways of doing yeah. it, <laughs> new ways of breaking your heart every year. <laughs> you know, and it, uh, you are right. It, I think it did knock the stuffing out of us, but you know, it, it, we had two home games there to try and to try and really sort things out and. I mentioned on the last pod, I, th- I felt like it was it wasn't just confidence that was a problem um, in the Newcastle game and and, and Newcastle Watford and the City game really. I think we look knackered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think we look yeah, knackered, I and, I, and I think I, it, I think it's I think it's Silver's persistence in picking the same the same team, which I've not really got an issue with. But it's the same team generally, and then the same. So you know what subs are coming. You know yeah, what I mean? Much. And it's it's it's. It's get it's it's remaining in that it's like I'm not going to call it a rut yet because it's not a rut but it we just look a bit leggy because of that you know you can only play that pressing game so long you know look at Liverpool last year they tried they they pressed and pressed and pressed and, and pressed but you run out of you yeah. run out of steam and you've got to learn you've got to learn to balance it and, and and I think that's what we're trying to learn to do and I think it's it's a shame really that I mean to be fair the Spurs game for me is like. It's huge. The Spurs game. I, I really want to win this because it'll put it'll set us up for, for a potentially decent Christmas. But between that, I mean, let's let's not forget Spurs' quality, though. You know, I think if we come out of come out of the game with a point with that, as negative as it sounds, it's not going to be the worst result in the no, world. Is no. it? I said, look at how, how good they were look last at, night. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and with, that's with that, Kane on the bench yeah. as well. On the bench, you know, and, and they've got what what what, what we're missing at a 25, 30 goal a season striker who who will cause any any defense problems. But then we've got two games then against Burnley and Brighton, who. Burnley strolling for relegation. I probably jinxed it now by saying, that. <laughs> and then Brighton, who we've beat already this year. Yeah. You know, we should be, you know, we should be looking at them games, thinking, you know what, let's, let's, um, let's get at these and get and, and pick up, even if it's the scrappiest of wins, just get yourself back up there and set you up then for the new year. I said at the beginning of the season, if we're in touch with the top six by Christmas, we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're, yeah. We're, what are we three points behind? On three points behind. Three or four, yeah. Three or four points. You know, it's not. It's not the end of the world given the last run of fixtures. It's not been the best as you know, obviously everyone's disappointed, but you know, we're still in touch with them European places and that's what that's what that's what's uh, I think that's what's important. A bit of perspective. Speaking of perspective there, Connor, Robert Martin on our Facebook page, just on that point he said is is it about asking for fans to be patient this season in a way? Because I certainly know what the the Newcastle Watford game there's some real frustration there in the stands the particularly Watford, Watford and yeah. it was a poor performance yeah, and Watford, yeah, yeah. Watford was what, poor and, yeah. and Watford was a much better team weren't they but it's tough isn't it because Evertonians have been patient for a long time certainly waiting for a trophy yeah. but do we need that kind of perspective that Rob was talking about there that you know this is very early days in the silver and bronze reign yeah I think I've said that every time I've gone with Robin with Ian like it, 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 that's what is being preached on the manager and from the club more or less is patience it, it'll happen at some point it's just got to wait which, which is a bit difficult when you say in the summer yeah we've spent we've spent 50 million on a new forward and we've signed x y and z on the last day and look we look brilliant now compared to last season but there's what someone sent me something yesterday on twitter like there's three players in this squad who played for Moyes and there's four who played for Martin or something like that we're still getting over these really poor squads mm-hmm. that we've had in the past yeah. Like it's not the old guard's still there, and yeah, it? it's yeah. not just the Cummins ones who've gone, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an overnight thing. Like, well, I like, fair enough. We all want it to happen, but once it sort of clicks, and yeah, the derby sort of coming back to that knocked the stuff out of us when it was seeming to click that bit more. 
And then we struggled against Newcastle and then again against Watford. And then obviously City is City. But I think once there's a bit more patience, then it'll like it, it'll just happen. Not 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 that that's what is missing. Obviously, there's more things missing. But once sort of fans can like not fans, but the vocal fans who you'll see each and every week, say on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, who are like, "Oh, this isn't working. This is mm-hmm. rubbish. Like, why is this?" Knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. yeah. Once them, once that sort of bit of the fan base gets won over, then it'll. It'll be all right, like for the most part, it, I think. I get, I, you know, I hate to bring them up again, but you look at how Liverpool were under Klopp in that first season when he came in after the sack. That was their like worst. You know what I mean? Season, you know, like and they were conceding goals left, right, and centre. They weren't playing like well the at time all. He went to the cop, didn't he? After West Brom, yeah, and, the two yeah, draw, you know, like he, was, he knew what he was doing, wasn't he? Like, and it took, but it took time. It took yeah. two or three windows for them to for them to get back where they felt where they felt they belonged. And it doesn't happen overnight. The same happened with. Um, City under Guardiola. City under Guardiola. You know what I mean? Yeah. We batted them 4 0 under Guardiola. Under Cumin, yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And, and it, it just, you can't fix things in one transfer window, like Connor said there. There's remnants of a Moyes team and a Martinez team there and, and, a, and a Cumin team. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, this, yeah, this team, right, last year, take out the players who we've got now was like uh, like 13th 12th mm-hmm. 13th you know it was it was under Allardyce now just running into Christmas we wasn't great no <laughs> don't be wrong I know I we picked up a few wins. wins it wasn't you know it the wasn't. Premier League must have been bad last season <laughs> you know it? what I mean no. and, and it, but it's these same players and Marco Silva's got them in 7th pushing for Europe playing pushing, different, different a completely, brand of football yeah, a completely different brand of football a completely different style more pace more more attacking football you're not going to change that in, in four months you're just not and I, I, it's a miracle if you do and and you, you need time in football at, the, at this day and age and you know if it's still if we're still struggling in two or three seasons and you go well hang on we haven't really progressed under them that much that's when you start asking questions or if you you know if you take a real downturn where yeah, you yeah. end up yeah. fighting relegation that's when you've got to really start asking questions but you know it Look at look at Burnley again, for example. Had a great season last year. They're struggling this year because they they're basically us. And, you know, they had that. They had, <laughs> yeah. that, they had no pre-season because of the yeah. the Europa yeah. League and whatnot. Yeah. But there's no knee-jerk reaction from them. Do you understand what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's just patience. It's, you've got. It takes time to build a team, and that's what we need. Just a bit of perspective and a bit of patience, and everything will be fine. But that. Perspective and patience isn't an acceptance of like it's not going to happen. And we're like the eighth and ninth, tenth best team mm. in the league. Like people, obviously, people want us to push on, but it's not going to happen as we keep saying overnight. Oh, it, yeah. It'll happen when it happens. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see as well after the, after after this transfer window whether we whether we bring anyone in. I know Barcelona Brand said one in, one, 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 one out. Which again, I agree with that yeah. policy. You know, it's being it's yeah. being sensible. I'm intrigued to see what we look like after that because that's obviously going to be more play, more players that he wants in as well. Fresh legs, don't fresh, well. le- fresh legs as well. Yeah. You know, and, and it'd be in, you know, you probably again could potentially be able to see a little bit more development in 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 the team then. So we'll see. 
in these next few games, Mark Silva's got to go with with what he's got starting at Tottenham. And as I said to you before, we uh, started recording. I spoke to a Tottenham reporter for the preview podcast that we'll probably be doing on Sunday, and he was it's going so well for them. And I did the dreaded thing and had a look at like soccer base to see how our record was against Tottenham, and it's not too good. It's actually eleven games since uh, Everton last beat Tottenham. Do you remember? Home and away, yeah, home and away. Is it? Was it the Yelovich one? It was No, it's Yelovich Pina two one. Remember the two very late goals and injuries. Was it that late? Was it that, was that late? Eleven Jesus games Christ. ago, yeah. Home and away. <laughs> I had another one. I thought that Yelovich game was, that- was af- before it. Yeah. No, it was after it. Sorry, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's quite a lot of draws in there, to be fair. But yeah, yeah they, they, you, you ever, know. Yeah. But again, no, that's kind of, yeah, you look at the, when we did beat them at that time, that was a time when Tottenham were lingering around between that fifth yeah. and seventh place. You know, they hadn't really, they hadn't really like kicked on that much. And it, it, look at, and look at them now. We haven't beat them in 11 games. I think that yeah. just proves the point out how strong they are now. I mean, look at them. They, they're playing away from, oh, effectively away from home at the minute every week because Wembley's not their ground, you know, not their stadium. And are they third? Is yeah. Third? They're in the day. You know, yeah, like, they're they're on, the, on the quiet, they're only a couple of wins away, aren't they? Not, from? Ju- not, just, not just third, not just third and four. They're comfortably yeah. there as well. It's not like, you know, they, at the end of the day, their title challenges at the end of the day, they might be outsiders at the minute. But you never know what, what, what can happen. But again, it, you link it back to perspective with what Tottenham were like back then and what we are now. Just and then just think about it. But you know, we haven't beaten them eleven games. Got to beat them soon, sooner or later, haven't we? <laughs> on a, you see it changing on Sunday. Ended that rotten rotten record. Nah, not really. But, I, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> but they're a good team. Yeah, they, yeah. They like they're always that team who people point out for us and say like they're the model we should follow but it's a bit like a bit different like sorry with different clubs altogether I think like they've always sort of been there with Redknapp and with AVB at, at a point and what was before that what, like one day Ramos yeah. like, they, mm. they went that far off never been that far off and it's always been sort of us them and when Villa were here but I think it's not a sort of like oh we'll walk into it and expect to get battered because they are for as good as they are, they are beatable. Mm-hmm. They've shown that early on this season. Um, um, God. not uh, last was it last night or I can't last night. Yeah, last night, yeah, Wednesday night. night. But as good as they were, it took them a while to sort of put Arsenal to bed. And obviously, Arsenal are much better side than us at the minute. But if there's flaws there, then we can take we can obviously take advantage of them. We've had a a week off now since yeah, City so and they've had three days they'll have yeah, three days and they've had Barca before that yeah, as yeah. well so, so it's sort of like if, if we get our planning right and we get our tactics right and everything sort of falls into place then yeah we'll beat them it's not a foregone conclusion that we'll get battered but uh, I remember no. last I remember last year when we played last year it? when it was it was, like, it was 3-0 yeah. it was 3-0 at, at, at full time and they took us to pieces and because they are a great side. And they've been rubbish up until that point yeah, as well. And yeah. you thought, oh, Harry Kane hadn't scored and obviously goes scored a flu. Yeah. Got, yeah, and then he scored, I think he scored, he scored another goal then, yeah, later yeah. on. And, and, but they are a quality, quality side and I, I hope last night took a lot out of them. You know, and, and like you said there, Paul, about the um, Barca game, the, Barca game yeah. the, week, uh, the week before and that. And he struggled against Burnley. To be fair, it was only it was an injury. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. an injury time yeah. goal. You know what I mean? It's it, it. I'm interested to see what Tottenham turns up. I was talking to a Tottenham fan at work today, and he said uh, he was fully confident of a um, of a Tottenham win. I said I don't really blame you, but I don't write us off mm-hmm. just yet. It depends. I think Everton now are a bit of a, a bit of a wounded animal. I think I think I gave it the last two two home performances. I think the players know the always one. It's the sort of perfect game. And it's a perfect well. game, yeah. you know what I mean? It's going to be dark, it's going to be good as under the lights. You know, let's, you know, 
let's hope it's a good atmosphere and we can uh, we can we can walk away with the three points in the end. Just throw a bit of a random question in again from Facebook. We've talked about changes, centre backs, the wingers, the forwards. I think the team, if, particularly if guys fit, picks itself other than that. But there was a, a fellow called Paul Hayes on there talking about whether it's time for Leighton Baines to move on. Understandably, he's, he's not playing in the team. But there's, there's Phil or Kirk Bride or Everton FC reported a piece, didn't he, with Silver again? Mm. And that Martinez thing about him popping up in midfield. Personally, I don't know whether now's the time, but back then I could see I could see logic because I just think he's a really good yeah. footballer. And we were talking at the top of this podcast that there's there's a there for midfielders at Everton at the moment. Schneiderlin's out of the picture. Davis, he's still a young kid. McCarthy's not ready. Could you ever envisage one like last last blast for Baines? Do you, know what mean, do you know what my problem is with Leighton Baines playing in midfield? Is he's one footed. Yeah. That's kind of my real yeah. issue with it. And I and I and I think he might be a little bit too lightweight. A bit too slow. He's lot, you know, he's, what is he, 34 now? 35, is he? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? He's, you know, he's, all, he's all, he, listen, he's the best left back I've ever seen play for us. Usually. You know, I'm yeah. 31. Without and question. I, you know, and he, I, I don't want him to go out, you know, on a downer. I want him to go out as the player that, you know, I, I thought he was great last season, you know, given... Given how wasn't he terrible, I don't think. No. So, sorry. Wasn't terrible, I wasn't don't ter- think. You know what I mean? He's just been replaced by a really good player. Yeah. And, and, look, yeah. and you know what? If there's one bit of thing, one thing we've got right this year is Leighton Baines as a placement because he's absolutely fun. It's like watching a young Baines, the way he bombs forward. Yeah, he can whip a ball. He can whip, yeah. And I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> no. I, yeah. Because his set pieces were awful the game before, weren't they? I think yeah, like, they've been awful. Yeah. But, but you know what though? Although they were, but although they were like, you know, they didn't, reach the target as such but you know what he doesn't stop trying oh, no no. Yeah, and I think Leighton Baines is going to really struggle to get in at left back again between now and the rest of the season but we're going to play he'll probably, I reckon he'll play the Lincoln game Yeah, but to play him in, in midfield I don't think it's I don't think it's wise Yeah, as much as we'd all love to see like a swan song from him <laughs> I don't think it's wise no yeah completely agree yeah. yeah I just don't think as much as I love Leighton Baines and going up as ordinary he's from like Round the corner from mine, like went to the same school and stuff like that. I just can't see it playing 10 minutes. Is it, but did we try it once at Newcastle, was it? Away I think it was. Yeah. 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 We yeah. just look lost. Yeah. It, it, it was it, a few years ago, but like it can't be that much better now. Obviously, he's an older player and stuff like uh, that, but you need, I think it comes back to say with Gomes and Sigurdsson, you need legs near them to do yeah. his dirty work for him. And if Gage is not going to be there, then there's not going to be that player to do it for him. He's a brilliant passer of the ball, don't get me wrong, and one of the best we've ever had, but. Can he play him in the field? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think as well, you look at the size as well of Gomez compared to Baines mm-hmm. and you need, you know what yeah. I mean? It'd just be a complete, yeah. a complete mismatch. And yeah. I'd, if there's one team it could work against, I think it might be Spurs with Dyer and Winks if them two played because them two aren't going to come out there half. Yeah. And he could pick a pass. He can pick up, he's got time to pick a pass yeah. there on the, yeah. yeah. But, but um, it's probably not the right but it's just one of these it's like it's another like I can't believe we're actually talking about an idea that Roberto Martin's come up with like it's a good idea so I'm a little bit dubious in that, in that sense in its own right so in, <laughs> fair enough We've, uh, just another Facebook question probably the the last one now where uh, Steve Davis was talking about that Lincoln game because we've covered something we've mentioned the fact that it's uh, Burnley Brighton and then Leicester before that isn't it on New Year's New Day Year's lovely 12.30 yeah. kickoff. won't we have much to Don't drink the night before more, there yeah. <laughs> I hope being sunny Orlando he might not be missing a bad in there but, <laughs> but he asked about Lincoln and he said who will fume if uh, Martin Stecklenberg's in goal and, and I'm definitely Me. that person yeah I think we all agree there and 
more pertinently, do you think Silver will take the game seriously? And I really do hope so, because I think that Southampton game is the only proper black mark against, against us, us so, yeah. so far. You know, you know what, right? If it was... Pre- I want us to play the strongest team possible every single game, whether it be Lincoln or Man City. I'm not bothered. Third round of the FA Cup, just coming off a busy Christmas, Christmas set of Christmas fixtures. Whether we like it or not, he's going to rest players. And it's not an easy game after it either. Bournemouth, Roma's not a walkover. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna use a squad there. I think, I think, I think Baines will play. I think Stecklenberg will play. I don't want Stecklenberg to play. He's not. Goalies he, don't need resting, do they? He's Goalies not, he's do not, not need resting. You know what? You know what? If you're going to play anyone, if you're going to change your keeper, play, play the, the new kids. lad. Yeah. That's Jar- Virginia. Virginia. Jar- yeah. Virginia. You know what I mean? Play him. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's he here for? You know, and I, I don't, I always think your defence is one thing that you should never mess around with. You know what I mean? For me, the defence should always be who it is. But he, it, it's Lincoln and he's going to do it. But you know what? Do you know if it was Premier League opposition? I think he'd go full strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, I, I think given the fact that it's Lincoln. But if we get Premier League opposition in the next round, provide me get through, which we should do, obviously. I'll just jinx that again. You've got it. You know, provide me get through and it's, an, it's a Premier League opposition. We've got to take it seriously then and play Pickford and the, the normal defence. Uh, we haven't got the game, you know, at the end of the day, we're not in Europe in any capacity. We've got no other commitments apart from the FA Cup now after this and, and obviously the league. So it goes full strength as possible. But I do expect them, given the full, given the fixture run that we've, we've come, we're going to be coming off. And like you just said there, mate, about having Bournemouth, we need fresh legs for that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I can see him twisting it, mixing it up a little bit and Stecklin where he probably will play. I know. Heartbreaking. I agree with what you said there, Paul. Um, the Southampton game is his only black mark for me. I think if he's going to learn anything going forward, it's that Everton fans like a cup run. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who we're going to play. Everyone, on board, don't it? Everyone turns yeah. out, and it's an easy um, sort of like confidence booster from the fans. Because if you have a good FA Cup run, Everton's going to go oh, look back and go, "Oh, we got to so and so last last round." There's no reason why we can't go further next year. And like the League Cup is the League Cup. I, I've sort of accepted that we'll never win that in my life. <laughs> it's like a derby when yeah, it yeah. isn't it? Just writing off. You're just waiting to go out. Aren't you? But, yeah, but, yeah. but the FA Cup, like it comes out, like you get to the summer, you think, oh, well, the FA Cup, we could win that this year. And the sort yeah. of the pre-season predictions come out and we're sort of there and there about to win the FA Cup. It's like us or like someone picks City or maybe even Spurs to break their out. So it's something you've got to take seriously. Lincoln, and no easy push, no pushover. Like had a good run in the cup. Three years ago, yeah, ago the, couple, the, yeah. Burnley and Burnley did when they were in the national yeah, league, yeah. and they're doing well in league two now, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I wait with the I wait with the Sammy. If I was talking to him about it, because I said I want Sammy in the next round after yeah. this, because <laughs> he always goes on about when he beats his three nails. Just want his home away, yeah. means just to it. give you a taste, <laughs> just so you just so you shut up about it. But you're saying yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln are doing well in the league, but Sammy beat them as well. So, you know, I think they've, been, they've, they've sold out that allocation as well, haven't they? So, yeah. Like six tiles. So, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, you know, yeah. So fair play to them, you know, and, and you know, let's show let's show them respect and show the cup some respect and, and, and play a pretty, pretty strong team, yeah. you know, and, and but I do expect wholesale changes for that game, unfortunately. But if it, was a pre- if it was a Premier League opposition or Championship opposition, I can imagine them playing a bit more of a, a stronger side. The only thing I think is about the sort of team selection is I, I, I hope that he doesn't get drawn into the fact that they're in like league what league two is it and mm. get like sort of like oh we'll win this game because he's, he's probably seen himself at Watford and with Hull like there's games in the cup where you, you're yeah. gonna get beat by these sides yeah. And yeah. with a bit of uh, an ounce of seriousness you'd hope that we not walk it but quite comfortably yeah. win it maybe 2-0 but 
he sort of like as I keep saying he needs to learn from that Southampton game, and that's the sort of perfect one to well, that's get them. That Southampton game, you know what I mean? They were, I think they were close to bottom of the league at the time. If not bottom, they, if not, they, if they not made bottom, changes and, and as they well. Made, they, yeah. made, they made ten changes, didn't they? I remember, I remember and, and and there they are. And they went one, you know. As soon as you went to penalties, you just I mean, penalties are a disaster in their own right. I think there's some in, in in general in this league cup this year. There's been some appalling penalties. Yeah. Then ones at City on on Tuesday night were awful, but. You know what I mean? It was completely, completely underestimated. And you're, you're, you're dead right there in what you're saying, Connor. These teams are here to make life difficult for us. They're yeah. not here to just get, come, out, come and have a day out that they're here to try and go to because that's a lot of money to them. Their owners are blue as well. Yeah, so yeah. The yeah. So he's yeah. obviously going to, like, not brief them, but like, yeah. come he's on, gonna, lads, he's going to get, gonna get them up for it. They're a club on the up as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, you know, showing well. They, they might come here without any fear, but... Yeah. Uh, and, and they're bound to. I think any team from the lower leagues it's a free hit yeah, it's like like exactly. City like City for us at the weekend was a free yeah. hit this is a free hit for them they've got no concerns about coming here if they get tonked they get tonked it's expected from yeah. us to beat them but if they win then they move on and yeah. they've and got another name to it and we're embarrassed yeah. over it so you know what I mean that's why you've got to go as full strength as possible but you can't see it can't see it no we were talking about Lincoln because this will be the last view from the Gladys Street podcast of the year because uh, obviously over the Christmas we've taken a bit of a break but there'll be lots to talk about when we get back, when Ian's back on board, when he's well. But uh, we have got something big to talk about, haven't we, before we, we, we wrap up for the show and wrap up for the year. It's the big breaking news that just happened just before we came on air. Uh, I'll read it out, what we've reported earlier. The Echo Everton are proposing a capacity of 52,000 for a new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock. And the Blues have also confirmed that projected figure could increase to 62,000 in the future. So, uh, lads, what's your initial reaction to, to that news? Uh, it's divisive, isn't it? You know, it's going to divide fans no matter what way you look at it. For me personally, I was expecting 55 to 60. Yeah. 52 is a bit low. But I can see the logic behind it um, in a way. You know what I mean? It's, what is it, 38,000 season ticket holders? Sorry, 32,000 season ticket holders, 10,000 on a waiting list. Add your hospitality, add your away fans. Add your away fans, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a ballpark figure. We've, we, we've, under, we've undercut ourselves, I think, because, you know, we, I think we want a full stadium. We want to show off a full stadium week in, week out. And, and I, that, I, I kind of understand that. And obviously there is scope to grow. You know, I know City expanded the um, the Etihad at some point, didn't he? But I think two years ago. Two years ago, they had an extra yeah. next, next tier on and things. And, you know, if, if there's... If there's capacity to do it, then it's like supply and demand, isn't it? I suppose you know, no one knows that we're gonna fit. You know, people are gonna assume that we're gonna fill a, a sixty thousand seater stadium. You like to think we could, but are we really? We've never been in that position. We've never been it? in that position. You know what I mean? We've never, we've never. It's with supply and demand. So if the, if the demand's there, they'll increase it. You know, the, I don't think, I don't think at the minute money's any kind of objective. So I'm sure, given you know, two or three years after the stadium's opened, it wouldn't be the you know. It, you, it, and we progress as a team it all depends on the prog progression of the team if we're in Europe all the time maybe in the Champions League they are going to expand it but I'm, I'm, I don't but I don't even know if it's based on that you know because the way I read it was that it was uh, the next round of consultations will decide if they push it up or not I don't know if I'm wrong on that but that's what I read on the site that it was just it's 52 that's the now initial. and then once they give I think it was they release the designs and speak to fans again on transport and something else it could be increased from that point, but it wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, yeah. It, but like you know, there's 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 probably a lot of mitigating factors in the, in in yeah, general yeah. in the long run, isn't it? Over over what over over how how big the stadium's gonna be, and 
and I, I, the one thing I've liked about Everton and I commend them for it is they've done everything right. They've been very open and transparent. And very open. The they've communicated everything. I mean, they, these consultations only finished at the end of November and yeah. they've already got results out for them now. And there's when was it? When's the next one? Next summer. Well, I know this week next. they've been. I've had the survey through about the transport. The transport yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it feels quite constant. You know what I mean? And, and, the, and just because we've released the figure today, you know, again, it's that perspective way, isn't it? You yeah. know, you just think about it. We're not gonna fill a 60, 65 seater stadium. It is ambitious, and you've got to show ambition. But at the same time, though, we've never filled a stadium like that before. And imagine, I'd rather sit in a stadium. 52 to 55 right that's full that's full to the brim week in week out you can't get a ticket then I've like you look at the at West Ham's ground for example City's ground for Spurs example, at Wembley yeah, Spurs yeah. at Wembley you know what I mean you see patches on the seat that doesn't look good it looks in horrible, it looks horrible. And, it, and I think it gives it gives a flat atmosphere then and I think there's one thing that we Everton fans you know want and thrive on is a good atmosphere and yeah. it's something that good and has probably lacked in, in, in certain in the years but you know, let's get, let's make it like a cauldron. Let's get it close to the pitch. Let's get it, you know, compact. And I think it'll look great. I think it'll look great. And like I said, if if there's room there to, to build, great. We'll we'll build. Yeah. And I can understand the arguments for both, but personally, it, it just I'm less concerned about the capacity and more buoyed is the word by the fact that it really looks like this one could be happening. You know, because yeah. we've talked about false stones on the pitch. There's been no bigger false stone for Everton in you know, recent years than, than the stadium as the new you stadium. Know, we were speaking before the pod. We were one on three failed stadium moves. Yeah. You know, we've got to get this right. I said this in, a, in previous pods. We've got to get it right. And if, if throwing caution to the wind is, is the way forward with it, great. You know, I... I, I and these people who are moaning about it as well, it's like they're moaning that they're not going to go anymore because they're, they're not happy with the ground. They are going to go at the end of the day. It's a new ground. It's 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 tourists are going to flock there whether we like it or not. You know, it's going to be like it's going to it's going to open up go open up so many avenues. And with that, it's again it's supply and demand. If the demand's there. We'll give them we'll give them the extra seats. Yeah, exactly. I think it's sort of you've got to prove it with the on pitch product first, and when you'll get that off. But mm. like I think I said earlier before we recorded if there's a bit of success there the fans will flock I don't think at the minute it's all well and good saying we've got 33,000 season ticket holders 10,000 waiting and there's tons of hospitality is going to be available you look at City and look at United and you look at Arsenal and Liverpool for as much as people might try and take the mick out of them their tourist fans are still coming still spending money and imp- not imp- improving the atmosphere but they're, they're attending the game they're, they're the showing fun, the, the, show, the club yeah, yeah, showing yeah, the fun. Yeah. we haven't got that at the minute but as much as we, we can build up our international fan base, which is great, we haven't got that casual fan who's going to come in and go, oh, look, I seen Everton on the telly the other day and they beat Spurs 4-0 and they've won the league and stuff like that. I'm going to go and pay 80 quid for an Everton ticket and I'm going to buy a shirt. We haven't got that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, ours is all hypothetical at the minute. You yeah. know what? You can say we've got 10,000 people on a season ticket on a, on a wait on a waiting but list. But until that gets but, put down to, we want your money for this ticket, for this product, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I reckon if you said tomorrow... To, to fans you're on that waiting list you're, you're on that waiting list is it, but here's a ticket now do you want it I don't think they'd all say no. yeah no not all no, no because it's, it's turned around well you're always 500 quid do you know what I mean or however how much it yeah. costs it's you one know, thing it's, putting it's, your name on a list it's another saying well we need your cash you know a season, yeah. a season ticket it sounds a bit weird saying it but a season ticket is sort of like it's an investment in its own right mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it, it, you, you're forking out up to 500 quid for a, for a local a season ticket anyway that's mine it's mm-hmm. yeah but then you've got to make that commitment then throughout the year to make sure you're getting your money's worth. And 
it's like it's all well and good being on a seat on a season ticket waiting list, but can you really afford to do that? I know Reds who've, t- who've come to the top of their famous waiting list and turned one down and turned one down simply because they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all well and good saying, "Oh, look, I'm yeah. this number I up," but until it gets to that point where you're going to say, "Listen, I'm going to have one now, and I'm going to commit we what 19 Saturdays and Sundays out the year to go and watch this team and." Just pay money to get there and pay yeah. for the program and stuff like that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Is it? So it is. It's 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 all you know. It, the club are the club are being rightly cautious. I think I was expecting a little bit more of them being perfectly honest, but I even think fifty five to, to fifty six probably wouldn't have been a bad figure either. But no. yeah, great. We'll have a full Royal Blue podcast uh, with Phil Kitbride, our Everton reporter, and Dave Prentice, obviously former Everton reporter, now our head of sports here, going into detail about this big announcement about Bramley Moore Dock. So uh, please have a look out for that one on Friday morning or Friday afternoon and also have a look at the coverage online. There's plenty on there from Phil, Dave and the rest of the uh, Everton reporting team. Just like to say thanks to Connor and Rob for joining us, lads. No really appreciate it. No Just problem. before Christmas, off to do your shopping now, aren't you, mate? Indeed. Finish it off. <laughs> Still putting mine on the back burner for the weekend. Uh, and just thanks to everyone at home who's listened to this podcast, uh, the Raw Blue podcast, the post-game podcast, and any specials we've done throughout the year. Have a brilliant Christmas. Let's hope Everton make it a good one. And uh, we'll be back in the new year with Ian, hopefully as well. <laughs> You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 